So I will say for our listening audience that we are going to do a snobby short tonight on a Netflix film that was just dropped last Friday, I believe, maybe Mm -hmm. Um, about a week ago or so uh, called His House, which I kept hearing all this buzz around before I even knew anything about it. I saw a couple of um, posts on Facebook saying how great it was. And I know I remember you text saying that you were watching it. So I was like, oh, okay, that's something to watch. And it sounded like, you know, thriller or horror, which I'm always down for, especially kind of right on the off the cusp of Halloween, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was excited to check it out. And it stars um, one of our favorites (laughs) coming from Lovecraft. um, Yes. Who played Ruby in Lovecraft. And her name is Winnie uh, Masaku. Masaku, yeah. Yeah. Or Wunmi. Wunmi. I'm sorry. Wunmi. Yeah. Masaku, so. This woman is great. She's yes. a great actor. I love she I noticed in this film like how much she how much dialogue she conveys in just one look. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to actually say much. It's just like a look she gives. She will either cut her eyes at something or just kind of mm-hmm. do a slow blink and then look away or something. And it's just like that's all you need to say. It reminds me of, you know, the <laughs> the black mother on um how their kids Mm -hmm. always can tell so much conveys yeah like from a glance uh, yeah from all the feelings and all the dialogue and all the lessons just from a glance so yeah she reminds me (laughs) um yes so as you said it's starring um wumi masaku and i i want to pronounce his name correctly i'm not sure yeah i'm giving that to you because i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so so Sope, I hope, I hope that's right. But see, Irisu. there's so many little um, dots and stuff. I don't even. I feel horrible because I don't know like the proper ter- uh, terminology. So for... there are two. I believe that they are British actors. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was filmed in the UK, um, according to Rotten Tomatoes. The official language of the movie is United Kingdom English. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a amazing thriller drama suspense kind of psychological thriller uh, about a couple who's um, they're refugees Mm -hmm. from uh, South Sudan and they are put into public housing in the UK as refugees Mm -hmm. and they slowly start to unravel in this particular house so um, I want to start with generally how the the direction of this movie uh the director was remy weeks i haven't heard of this director before but what they did in this movie was they kind of showed it they kind of they kind of put together the story to where you're you know that just beneath the surface there's something going on Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't what I thought at all yeah. at the end of the movie. Um, I really thought it was more of like, um, and by the way, we're doing spoilers here, guys. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that somebody was like messing with them. Yeah. That's, in this house. That's... Because the way they set it up immediately in the first like five to 10 minutes, 
um, one of the guys who played Doctor Who, Matt Smith. Yes, was also I love him. <laughs> yeah, and he was the guy who was registering them as refugees in the UK, and they had a they had a a panel that basically said, "All right, y'all have been chosen to go in this housing, but you can't light candles, you can't smoke, you can't um, do this, you can't do that, you can't, and you have to live there for, you know, as long as we tell you to, in order for you to be able to." basically be accepted into this country yeah until a decision has been made but um but they were treating them so bad now i don't know uk politics it just seemed so so much hostility like from the beginning with them think about it like this okay i mean you the uk has has been going through the whole brexit type thing and a lot mm-hmm. of that is the it's pretty much uh, fueled by nationalist type um, um, agenda that you know immigrants aren't desirable. I mean that's that's kind of the um, underlying basis of a lot of the, that sentiment. And so with these refugees coming in, and mind you, they were just especially with Sudan. They you know this couple wasn't the only one. They're probably getting a flood of refu- um, refugees. Um, the social workers in the panel were basically saying like, you know, assimilate into our environment and be one of the good ones, which is really annoying and horrible to say, but basically it's like, let's not have any trouble from you. Just kind of lay low, you know, um, integrate into just everyday living um, until, you know, that's the best way you're going to, that's the best way you will be able to stay here. Like be one of the good ones. And so, like you said, it did kind of set it up where maybe you're thinking like they are, they're setting them up because they're bragging about this house that they put them in that, wow, you're lucky. You're the only ones that can li- are, are living here. Normally there'll be dozens of like families five or six here. Families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then someone says like how it's bigger than their house, but it's derelict. It's like probably moldy, got roaches everywhere. It, it's horrible. But yeah. they're making it seem like, well, based off of where you came from, this has to be a lot better. So be grateful, you know, type yeah, thing. Exactly. So it does seem like they're, they may be kind of setting them up. Maybe they're putting them in this house because they know that there's there's already an issue with it. Or maybe like, you know, that the neighborhood, uh, the people in the neighborhood are kind of going to handle them or whatever. Right, so, right. So yeah, you're right about the direction, the kind of um, moves. And I liked that. Yeah. I, like. I, it was like the tension the whole time I thought was between obviously they were starting to have their own issues in the house, but I thought it was like the British government really did not want them there to begin with. And it was almost set up like, you know how they'll, they'll have those psychological thrillers where it's like, they're doing experiments mm-hmm. on people and stuff like that. That's what I thought. Oh, the entire time. okay. And so I was like, Oh, they, they made them stay in this house by themselves to really yeah. like mess with them and get them to want to leave and maybe go to another country or something yeah, like, like that. What I really enjoyed about it, um, and this is high level, is more the the dynamic between um, the husband and wife and how like he was so so 
focused. And I can't, again, this is before we know kind of more of the reasons why, mm-hmm. but he's so mm-hmm. focused on like, we're not going back. This is our home. Like we're going to assimilate, like basically mm-hmm. adopting or not really just not really adopting British culture, but really leaving behind a lot of his culture, including yeah. eating on the, on the floor. Like his wife wanted to sit on the floor and eat kind of, you know, I, I would say picnic style. Cause that's a Western a view of it but in in their um their usual way of eating and eating with bread in her hands whereas he's picking up you know utensils and she's mentioning how you know the fork tastes like she can't taste the food because all she could taste is metal and he's like Mm -hmm. oh you'll get used to it and going to a store and getting you know um i guess british like clothes or or clothes that just allow him to kind of fit in more or getting a haircut and just all the things that he's doing to just really like leave Sudan and everything that um, everything that is a part of him behind. Whereas his wife is like, no, this is like, no, because part of what they left behind (laughs) was also Mm -hmm. their daughter or their daughter that they lost Mm -hmm. during the voyage on sea. Right. So, you know, she's, she's not trying to totally like just move on from, from where, what all happened. And we, we understand more as we, you know, watch the movie. So, um, what starts happening is the, the man, obviously this is a really like messed up house. There's, you know, cracks in the walls and sewage and plumbing issues and they need the, the front door is broken and it's like lighting the issues just everything <laughs> and the british government's like whatever it's a house y'all handle it right like there's trash all in their yard and so i was like oh, god a neighbor really... peeing right on their wall yeah like and i was like they're just setting them up for like this abject failure or whatever and i uh, assumed that the stress was what started causing yeah a lot of this stuff so what happened uh, immediately was the man starts hearing of like a, either a laughter of a little girl or like something in the walls of the house. And there's this weird um, hole in the wall. And like as he's reaching in, he's pulling out like wires and stuff. And then he starts to see um, the wires as he's pulling stuff. He's It's turning into like a vine. Like, like yeah like flotsam from the water or something Mm -hmm. like seaweed and things like that and um and again i was just thinking oh he's starting to have some sort of psychological breakdown because they lost their daughter on the water and so whatever whatever the house is triggering for him is making him remember all these different things then it gets worse from there steadily he starts hearing things and then um, as he and his wife start having tension between them because she's trying to hold on to not just the memory of the daughter but a lot of their culture um, she also starts experiencing a lot of supernatural happenings in the house and but she recognizes it as okay we have a witch basically that we brought over here yeah that followed from, us from the, that followed the us. ocean and She's more accepting of of what's happening to them, kind of mm-hmm. like okay this is this is why you know th- these are the consequences of our actions 
type mm-hmm. thing. Whereas he's, of course, he's responding as a person that um, is not accepting that, and that's why it's called his house because he's like, no, I'm taking, I'm taking the power back. You're not going to take this power from me. You're not going to control us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like the different things that were happening, and I was thinking of. Um like haunting of hill house yeah yeah type kind of haunting uh situations like he was hearing footsteps and then you see in the background there's like shadows moving and things like that and again i was thinking it was all in their mind uh but she was basically saying look i know what this is like you said consequences for our actions what we did um caused us to have this basically hanging over us and this is basically, he's going to torture us. Yeah. And then this witch or whatever, this entity is going to torture us. And it is what it is. He's just like, no, I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. And he's trying to like, you know, so he goes a little nuts and he starts like banging out the walls and trying to find out what's going on. But then he also goes back to the council and asks, can we move to another house? Mm-hmm. He, wrong with because the house. he's also still he's not trying to believe it's a witch. He believes there's something wrong with the house. There's something, all that. Because again, he's not trying to really own up to his responsibilities of what caused this haunting. And mm-hmm. a lot of the imagery that we see, this, um, which I'm going to talk about uh, separately, but um, a lot of the imagery keeps going back to um, the water and not just not just the daughter that they lost, but other people from the boat mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's all coming from that, you know, that moment. But mm-hmm. one of the things that was unique in a way about like this movie and how they, their spin on displaying horror is there's certain things you're, you've learned to expect from horror movies. You learn to expect that, you know, something's going to jump up out, from behind or something like that obviously we saw these holes in the wall we're not that surprised that something's jumping through them or whatever so that necessarily wasn't the thing and it wasn't to me like a movie where I I got really scared but they really had a lot of like kind of disturbing imagery not disturbing like in a gruesome way but um, like there was the scene where pretty much he's in his living room and anytime he turns off the lights, he sees like entities. And so he keeps mm-hmm. turning it back on and turning it off and turning it back on. And there gets to be a, a point where I think they're holding him cause they can physically like, you know, um, manipulate him. They're holding mm-hmm. him and he's trying, he's reaching to turn on this light because I think one of them has like a knife to his throat and is yeah. about to slit his throat. And he's just reaching his hand to the switch because that's all it takes him turning on the light and, and, you know, they kind of go away for that moment. And just like yeah. that moment, knowing that they're still there, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. in the light, you're kind of safe. Um, it reminded yeah. me of another horror movie that on the bigger scale of horror movies, it wasn't like one of the best, but it had some type of imagery like that about light, mm-hmm. like you're safe in the light, but or it wasn't the light. They had these glasses. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of that movie. They had these glasses that allowed you to see the ghost and mm-hmm. the ghost will be all around you and they could touch you and hurt you, but you couldn't mm-hmm. see them unless you had those glasses. And that thought used to freak me out knowing that, yeah. wow, like being needing something, being dependent on something to feel safe or to feel aware <laughs> of what's happening yeah. to you. I think that was that was pretty like disturbing for me. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It was it it was a tense movie. Thirteen the ghosts. Whole time. Thirteen ghosts is 13 what ghosts I'm thinking of. of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a tense movie the whole time. Um, and what we end up finding out is that they basically they manipulated their way into refugee status by essentially kidnapping a girl from her mom in South Sudan. Mm-hmm. Um, their village where they were was getting raided and everything. And through, through the, the um, I guess, a spiritual experience that the wife experienced, and she was basically talking to the witch and the witch's, the witch entity through whatever imagery she had it would look like she was sitting around a group of women yeah like her her girlfriends um, was, her her yeah like girlfriends her stuff. maybe they were the ones that were killed or something mm-hmm. but it was really gorgeous that scene was actually really nice yeah. to me um but it was showing her this is why y'all are being tortured she said something know? about her daughter and one of them held her hand to her belly and she says like no baby and yeah, basically exactly. reminding her that that wasn't your daughter you know yeah like she in her mind because she was so messed up about the fact that she kidnapped this girl they both kidnapped this girl um she just basically took the girl on as her daughter because yeah. i mean what was she gonna do i mean but let's you know let's talk about this kidnapping because this is an interesting kind of moral dilemma it yeah i and i and i I hate to put it this way because it seems I, I, I feel like the, I have lack of words to really convey what I'm trying to think. But in the moment, they were, they were trying to get on this bus because the raiders were coming into the town. They could hear the gunfire. They could hear people screaming as they were being shot. So they're, here is their mm-hmm. lifeboat. Here is their one chance to escape. And the, and the bus or van was filling up and the lady was mm-hmm. not letting people on um, anymore on. So he... He just sees this little girl who seems to be alone. He he doesn't mm-hmm. really ask, but she seems to be alone. And he he holds her up like, hey, you need to let us on. I have a daughter. You know, this is like, you don't want yeah, her yeah. to die. And so they let her on. But what we find out is that her mother was still outside and was looking for yeah. her. And they drove off, you know, leaving her mom behind as her, mo- her mother is running for the bus because that's her yeah, daughter. Like and we can only yeah. assume her mother was killed um, in that raid. And so, you know, it's, it's, I hate to say it's understandable, but it's one of those like desperations, those moments of desperation yeah. that through those actions, they um, unfortunately separate a mother and a daughter. But at the same time, they may have also in a way still save the daughter because the daughter may have still been left behind even though yeah but then she yeah. ends up dying yeah. anyway because she drowns and so you know they really though both of them their actions were even though they are in desperation they were still selfish and there was they probably thought okay well at least we'll get to save her while we're yeah. saving ourselves but Riel was actually and, kind of innocent because she, there was nothing she could really do to really to fix it because she, she she Riel is the the wife you know he, yeah. he's the one that got them on there once they were on there that's when she realized oh they left the mother behind but the bus was already going so what could they yeah. really do you know yeah and all she could do is just make a promise to protect her right and then of course that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, oh, they tried, and, and then they got into uh, some rough water. Yeah. Going across the Mediterranean, but like, 
I, it's a plight that we were seeing all across the news cycles about how these refugees were just pouring into Europe. A lot of them, their bodies washing up on the shores yeah. of like Italy and, and stuff like that. And it, it was a real life thing. And I'm sure that this is a story that is probably familiar um, to refugees. And uh, it was for me, it was the twist mm. that that was the twist for me that I was not expecting because we always, a lot of us who, you know, look at refugees, a lot of refugees um, from war and torn countries as uh, they're just innocent, but you just don't know what some of them do. Like you say, in desperation, possibly to be able to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And, but because of these actions that they did do to stay alive, what does that do to them psychologically? You know what I mean? Like they're, they'll probably be tortured the rest of their lives in that house because of that. And the way that each of them separately are reacting to, you know, this, this guilt mm-hmm. um, personified um, is what makes this movie really cool. I really enjoyed this movie. It got a um, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it, it's... It's a great movie. It was beautifully acted. Are you gonna uh, Are you gonna tell how it ends? Oh, I I do, but I don't. Okay. I don't want to because I want people to watch. Okay. It. Um. So yeah, I I'm very um. You all will really enjoy this one. It's a it's a psychological thriller that, in a way, it's it's satisfying. Was yeah. it satisfying to you? It was. Like, it I, was. I think the yeah. ending was satisfying. Um. I think it it's like it's not I wouldn't call it slow burn because it's definitely not a slow burn. Things happen pretty quickly, like a moment there in the house. That's when things start happening, which I appreciate because mm-hmm. I hate kind of that slow build up to like we're waiting for them to notice all the stuff that we're noticing. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the pacing of it. Um, the acting is great. Um, the mm-hmm. story is is not just like. And yes, this story is fiction, but it's fiction based off of like, like real life that people are, are experiencing and it mixes in, you know, aspects of the culture um, that I could legit see happen. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good, it's a really good movie. It's a good, um, like somewhat a palate cleanser from traditional horror movies are the ones that we often see that get really mm-hmm. popular, um, that are very um, uh, format, um, formulated. <laughs> That's the word yeah. I was thinking about. So, yeah. What I'm very interested in, what made it for me really special, was seeing elements of a particular African culture used in a horror setting. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like yes. there were ghosts and entities following them that had like a lot of tribal markings and things like that. And I'm sure it's based on the folklore around the culture that they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really a specific kind of hell specifically for them. Yeah. You know, and I, I really appreciated that. Um, yeah, I, I love this movie a lot. I'm, I need more. What rating would you give it? All of them. I'm giving it um, a large popcorn with butter. Oh, it's a wow. Great, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think I will give it a... 
Uh, I think I'll give it a medium popcorn and butter. And the only reason that is because even though it is a good movie, I don't see myself really thinking about it or remembering it like in a couple of mm. weeks or months. Like it's going to be one of those when people talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. But it's not one oh, that... Oh, well, I will. Yeah? I Yeah, because I really, honestly, because of the two main actors. Okay. Um, they were... They acted like they were terrified and tortured so well. And it was like a subtle way mm -hmm. of, like like you said, um, the way they looked at each other, the way they would just, like their the subtle yeah. little movements in their mouths and their faces and eyes. I just, it was so great. It was really, really, you know, it you was know great. what it is for me. And this always happens is because I heard about the hype before I even knew about the movie. So I went into it with oh. probably very high expectations. And usually when that mm -hmm. happens, I'm kind of like, meh, even though it is good. And I will admit to that. It just kind of affects like my experience when I go into something, um, when I keep hearing so much about it, like, and so if I went into it kind of with no expectations or low expectations, my rating probably would be higher or my, mm. my experience watching it probably would be more like, Oh my goodness, you know, you, you gotta see this, but that's probably, that's probably why the medium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, telling you, well, there you have it. His house on Netflix. Um, yeah, on Netflix. Please watch it. It's really amazing. Um, it's worthwhile because a lot of Netflix movies really aren't worthwhile. Let's be honest. But this one is worthwhile. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Well, we have some other things to review coming up. Some probably yes. some shows. We'll see. We're going to have to kind of switch things up because Lovecraft just took all took it all out of us. But you know, there, there's still <laughs> stuff that always is worth talking about. So always, always, always tune in. You can catch us on anchor.fm yeah. backslash four slash one of them slashes real snobs. We are, yes. um, we are available on just about every platform that you can listen to podcasts and all on all social media platforms at real R E E L mm -hmm. snobs. And I am Cicely joy and, and you. And I'm Clean Michelle. Good night, you guys. <laughs>